the J Scores podcast. I'm Connor Donnelly and I am with Connor Coyle. Hey Connor, how's your form? Good, good. And I'm also with Pierce. Pierce, how's it going with you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. How are you guys? All's well, all's well. Um, Pierce, I suppose there's no better place to start really than um, your field prediction of the Dublin final there at the weekend. Uh, Ballymun cruising the victory. Yeah, yeah. The Oracle, I am not. Um, I hope nobody listens to my prediction over the weekend because I got that horribly wrong. But it was an interesting, interesting game as well, though, all the same. I think it was obviously a bit of a landslide at the end, but I think in, it was interesting in the sense that I think for a team like Paddy Bowden, who had been competing on uh, two fronts, uh, playing in the Hurling Championship as well, and they were in the Hurling final the last weekend, it was interesting to see the kind of collective... Team effort, whatever it was, just didn't go for them on the day. Whatever they tried, it was just one of them days. And every team and everybody's been there. The the harder you try, the the more shots you take, it, the worse it gets, the worse it looks, the the more your confidence sinks. And that seemed to be just the what happened. But in saying that, full credit to Body Mon, they were really really good. I think. Before the game, as I mentioned on the podcast last week, I thought the miss uh, missing Davy Byrne was going to be too much for them to handle. But um, I think they they stepped, a lot of players stepped up. I think um, in particular, obviously the bigger names, the, the likes of the small brothers, Dean Rock, James McCarthy, Finn McMahon at the back didn't, didn't have to do much, but he still was quite steady. Um, I think they'll be quite pleased with their with their performance, but. Yeah, not a day to forget for Buddy Bowden. Yeah, and Connor, the I suppose for for Ballymun, two, the first title since two thousand twelve, star-studded team, of course. Um, we mentioned it last week about the kind of the way that the championship, you know, kind of opened up for them this year, in you know the way that it's been scheduled out. Um, was this was this really Ballymun's title? Right, obviously from the start. Anyway, it was the the. Um, you know, they, they sort of streaked away from Ballyboden, but they really this was their title. Like, their name was on the trophy, really, this year. I mean, uh, I, I would say, you know, that some of the Ballymun lads would, would nearly have, you know, thought over the last few years that, you know, they potentially underachieved a little bit, you know, considering, the, you know, the, the panel that they have and, and the numbers that they have and the big names that they have that, that Pierce mentioned there, like, you know, I, I I would guess that maybe they have underachieved a little bit over the last few years, but um, boy did they did they put that to bed at, at the weekend? It was you know it was really a, a ten out of ten performance all over the pitch. You know after the first uh, ten minutes or so when it was when it was when it was tight enough, um, Ballymun just really strolled away. Was it really just a better team just all, all over the pitch? I think. Um, as, as Pierce said, the, the big players really came to the fore, but I also thought there was a, a good few other lads that, that stepped up as well, uh, set off forward. Dylan Keaton you know, came, up, came up and scored a couple of really good scores as well. And, um, yeah, I, I think they, they might be kicking themselves that uh, there's no Leinster club or All-Ireland club this year, particularly with Cork out of, out of the, potentially out of the mix there. So I think based on that performance at the weekend, they would have taken a, a good team to beat them in, in the you know in the provincial and all Ireland series. Yeah, I think the pressure's on already now for the GAA get for all these county champions are starting to talk after <laughs> once the county championships are finished. Um, Pierce, we're in Bally Ballymun, obviously, um, you know, very comfortable victory in the end, uh, one nineteen to eight points. But where where was it on the field? Do you feel that they that that you know they were probably head and shoulders above Bally uh, across the field really, but where was it really stood out for you as being the the key difference for them? What stood out for me, um, what I think was the collective performance, and by that I mean the scoreline you mentioned there, one nineteen. In the semi final, they scored one eighteen, and in the quarter final, they scored one eighteen as well. And it's something that struck me watching before the game and during the game as well is that they just have that team mechanism off to a point where the defenders know their jobs, they crowded them out quite well, the likes of Owen Dolan, Leon Young as I mentioned, Fida McMahon, John Small, they were able to get up and down the pitch as well when, when appropriate, the forwards just found space, I don't know if it was slack marking by Barry Bowden or brilliant movement by the likes of Dean Rock, the aforementioned Dylan Keaton 
Paddy Small as well. Fiek Andrews uh, chipped in with four points as well, did, did a brilliant job. And I think the difference between the two teams, you taking away the probable tiredness and whatever else, and I think Paddy Mon just looked incredibly well drilled. And I think the biggest compliment I could pay them is that they looked incredibly well drilled because they, it wasn't as, although people walked away from that game on the weekend and saying, well, Dean Rock scoring one goal and eight points, he's by obvious, by far and away, the star man for them. But I don't think, I never, I never felt watching them, and this is no disrespect to Dean Rock, I never felt watching them well, if they take Dean Rock out of the game, then they'll be a lesser team because they just seem like an, a unit that was just able to find space when appropriate, able to support the runners, able to do everything to the highest degree. And I think when you come up against that, and it's probably something the Dublin players have picked up from playing with the Dubs over the last couple of years, and Philip McMahon referenced it after the game in his post-match interview where he said in previous years an awful lot of them fellas that would have come back from the county would be more um would be mentally tired would be their motivation might be just there and i think this year not having the county before it probably helped because it 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 felt like watching on the weekend it felt like a dublin steamrolling performance it felt like watching over the last couple of years and no disrespect to any of these counties but when Dublin come up against uh, the likes of any of the weaker counties in Leinster, it was over before it started in many ways. And that was down to no one-off performance, but a collective, really, really impressive performance. And yeah, as you mentioned there, Connor, I think Buddy Munn will be banging the door down of the Leinster Council on the GA as well to get the club championships in uh, the provincial club championships on because they're in with a real, real shot if they can maintain that momentum of winning it. One one thing that, that really struck me about about their performance, Pierce, was um, was was their defence, and uh, maybe you know they'd obviously be known for having you know high quality forwards, and obviously they've got a good backline as well. But you, you look at the wide count, you know that that body I don't know, I'm not sure what it was. It was, um, it was probably in the in, in the high teams anyway. Yeah. Um, they just they, they were they were never able to get a comfortable shot away. Uh, I don't necessarily think it was they were probably shooting from poor positions, but I think I really think that that Ballymun were putting them under like ridiculous pressure. Like you know, once once they get in anywhere near that scoring zone, um, it, they just really d- didn't let them get an easy shot away. And I think that 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 really led the the wide count being a, a, as high as what it did. And Ballymun just couldn't couldn't put them under the same pressure at the other end. Absolutely, and it and it goes back to that point. I think, and you you, you hit the nail on the head there with the wide count because it was a collective team performance that it wasn't only just basic good defending that made that made a massive difference, but it was also collective team performance and each man tracking back their man, each man putting their man under pressure when needed. And there was t- times where you saw Dean Rock and Paddy Small back in the in the backs. Picking, picking up uh, the pieces and doing their bit for the team. And that was quite evident throughout. And I think with Paddy Bowden, what they'll be most disappointed with is probably not living up to the billing that they had coming into it. And I think Paddy Moon probably, they, they seem like a team that wears, that, that wears the jersey well in the sense that they know their qualities. They know what they can do when they come onto the pitch. And Paddy Bowden probably... The jersey probably hung a little bit too heavy for them, and having kind of blitzed an awful lot of teams in the championship so far, gotten through difficult games, and probably, despite my prediction, probably would have gone into that game as just slight favourites. And I think that probably hung a little bit too heavy on the likes of different players, and like no disrespect to them, but the likes of up front, the likes of the Basquale brothers, Connell Keeney. Ross McGarry and these fellas came into it with, with a lot of eyes on them, and I think they'd be quite disappointed that they didn't um, show their uh, show their ability. And you know, but again, it goes back to it's massive, massive credit to Barry Munn and, and the really, really impressive performance. 
Yeah, and the thing for for Bally Bowden though, um, well, I'd say with Conal Keeney, you know, Conal Keeney finished with three points, so you know, like, and he got that was in the first score of the game as well. He would have been obviously um, main feature for the hurling team as well up to the final um, two, which I suppose is a factor. I'm not sure if how many of them would be, you know, crossing the boat to a part, you know, like he'd probably be the most high profile out of them. Um, I think something that was. It's fairly obvious what about the game was just Ballymun's dominance around the middle of the field, you know, like and I, I think just James McCarthy, kind of the role he's playing around there, you know, just all over the field, you know, stretching between the four is really I think that kind of domination that he has and he, he's just you could play him anywhere, you know, like you could play him anywhere across the field and he dominate and I think his his kind of positioning and the way he kind of ran things for them like you look at Ballymont's spine and like you know full back line you've Philly McMahon John Small centre half back you know you've Paddy Small and Dean Rockville forward line James McCarthy and them like you know it's such a it's it's a county obviously a county standard uh, spine of a team so I think really it was Ballymont's dominance around the middle Michael Darren McCauley you know was 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 given it everything, but I think he just was surrounded with too much quality in the Ballymun team to really make an impact on the game the same way as his op- as opposition did. Yeah, McCarthy's just a, an absolute machine, really, isn't he? Like he, he, he just look at him and he, and he just looks like the real like the prototype kind of modern day footballer. Like he's 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 very strong, fit. He's probably potentially one of the, one of the fittest players in in, in the country, I would say. Um, and obviously, as you say, his positioning is he, he knows where to be at, at certain times. You can play him centre half back, you can play him midfield, wing half back. He, like, he's he's a first player or anything like you know. So yeah, ha- having him there kind of patrolling, um, you know, and he, he's very very tends to get flustered as well. You know, you tend to think of Michael Dar McCauley there, and I've seen him a couple of times. He was lucky, I think, Michael Dar not to get not to get the line uh, coming up to half time. I think it was it might have been John Small. I think that he was uh, yeah. Shoulder. Yeah, what do you think about that then? Do you think that was? Do you think that was a red? Like I personally kind of thought it was, you know, it kind of sort of lent down in or small kind of lent down into him and kind of you know t- turned into it rather than anything kind of really malicious. But what did you think? I've said um, it was uh, for me. It was probably it was borderline, and it probably might have been a little bit harsh, just as he says, as as small was kind of ducking into it. But um, you know. <laughs> In a in a championship final, really, I know the game even was starting to get away from them at that stage. Like, but the point I was trying to make even before was that you you wouldn't you would very rarely see James McCarthy doing something to that effect. Whereas Michael Dara has that that bit of you know that that bit of badness in him that you know that that is that does come out from time to time. And I, th- I think it, it it could have been a Reds, but maybe by the 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 laws of the game, it 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 should have been. But yeah, it it, it might have been a little bit harsh already. I, I watched on the weekend. I wasn't sure. I think the intent was probably because the game was going against them. I think it was one of them, you know, centre back meets oncoming forward kind of challenges where you want to meet them with a big shoulder to stop the run. It was quite mistimed, I think, and also because John Small, his body shape, body position as well, probably meant that. It was. It looked worse than maybe it was. For me, I, I didn't think. I think the referee got it right. I think it was a yellow. I don't, just purely because I, I. It was borderline, but I don't think it kind of. I don't think there was malicious intent there. Um, in the sense of trying to seriously injure him, I think it was a case of just trying to meet a fella head on when they're running at you with the ball, because at the end of the day, that's. Whether we like it or not, that's what coaches and managers are going to be telling them in that position. You know, when the fella comes, don't don't back off, don't back off, go and meet him. And and I think Macaulay as well is kind of building up. It's a combination of building up as well from the frustration of your team is, is falling behind, the performance isn't there. And he's the kind of footballer, he's got some really, really, he's got, he's got big talent, but he's the kind of footballer that needs the whole team to be playing well for him to play well. You know, you see it with the Dubs when he's when he has Brian Fenton beside him. Brian can play all the football, and it's not disrespecting McCauley's talent um, or position in the team, but he's the guy who's going to cover every inch of blade of grass and do the running for the team, and and he does that job really, really well. So 
I think it's it's a case of, and especially with the kind of how the game was going, there was a couple of challenge the challenges that were probably borderline. So I think it was incredibly tough for the referee to get and get the decision laid on because, as we're just discussing here now, you could see it from both sides. Yeah. Yeah, I was just checking there as well before. Like Dean Rock and James McCarthy are both only thirty. You know, like the two of them. So like, even you're thinking in terms of Ballymun, like they, they, you know, they've plenty, of, plenty of club club years in them yet. So um, I think um, <laughs> I just I just think like they've just seemed to be around forever, you know. And I think um, those 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 having those types of players kind of now. I suppose for Ballymun, if they're if they're looking at it, they're not as you know they're not as big a club as the likes of well, no club's probably as big as Ballyboden or Kilmacud Crooks and that there. So I think them to be to be winning now and setting when they have this sort of group of players now is just so important for them because um you know it kind of sets the standard and kind of does inspire that kind of generation coming through. So those fellows only being thirty now, like you know they've plenty of plenty of opportunity to be kind of. Building a legacy there. It's only four. It's only Ballymun's fourth actually Dublin Dublin title as well. So I suppose they kind of need to um, make the most of it whenever they have this crop of players coming through. Um, what about them, Piers Ballyboden? So I discussed it there. They lost the hurling final um, uh, last weekend. Um, they, uh, they've lost this football final here, similar to uh, Lockmore Castellani and Tipperary losing two county finals two two weeks in a row and they're hurling in the football as well. How how what do what do they do here from from here now? They obviously are off for the winter, but for for these fellas in Ballyboden, they've had a good couple of years there, winning a couple of titles, um, getting getting through Leinster as well uh, too. Um, what 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 do, as for them as a club, what can they? What's the best thing they can do going forward from here for twenty twenty one? I think the best thing. You know, the obvious one is just to dust themselves down. I think have a look at what went wrong. I think there's things in both finals where they look at, you know, there's probably elements of things that they can improve on. But I think, like, especially with the hurling, I think they probably just came up against a superior opposition on the day in Kula. And, you know, the talents that they have are like quite similar to Bonnie Munn in the football, where they're just, it's, it's kind of reaching to the levels of county team um steamrolling and ways of playing i think after that i think bowden probably are looking at probably no i'd imagine that probably is one or two or three lads i think the pascal brothers and macaulay i think are on the double panel so they'll be gone for the for the winter um they're in a good position though i think from they're in the minor final as well in dublin so that would suggest that they have a couple of uh, talented players to come true, and you know, like you mentioned, Ballyboden are one of the biggest clubs. I think I heard before that they're one of the biggest amateur sports clubs in Europe for the size of them. So right. I'm, I wouldn't, I'd say they'll be okay. And I think like, and it's something you know you were saying there about Ballymun and kind of the new era. I was really shocked to hear that before before the I think it was the Kimmy Cook game, the manager was interviewed and he said that. They, Bally Moon, have 300 members in their whole club. And I think Bally Bowden, I could be mistaken, and anybody listening to this, feel free to tweet and correct me if I'm wrong. But I'd say Bally Bowden probably have about 4,000 members in their squad, in their, in their whole club. So, in terms of those figures, I think that only, for me, magnifies the achievement even more. And, you know, anybody that saw the documentary on RTE and, uh, a, couple of mo- a couple of months ago, for about Bally Monk could see that as well. But in terms of going back to Bally Boat, I think they'll probably, this will sting. And in terms of their play, I think there's probably, outside the, just improving the basics, there's not a huge amount they can do. It's something that's going to sting for them because they just didn't perform. And I think mentally it's a case of going back, it's taking stock and, you know, not to second guess the guy, but Conor Keeney's, I think he's probably getting to about 36, 37 if he's going to be there next year. Um, will McCauley be playing for the Doves? Maybe he'll be down around there more. But also the likes of um, Kennedy and Clayton and McDade and Nelson in the backs. They played at the county before. Um, O'Reilly in the forwards uh, with Egan. Like they'll 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 refresh the team. They'll they'll bring in new new faces and. I think they'll look at the end of the day, 
they'll be there thereabouts it's not uh, next year for the Dublin Challenge again and I think they um, I think they'll probably be quite close again if not in the final yeah okay well let's take a let's take a let's move on to a different count you know Pierce you're going to t- tell us tell us what's happened in Calvin this weekend so for, for a start RTE was showing the game as well which I suppose caught, caught many by surprise like um, the Calvin final wouldn't necessarily have always been um, high profile so what, what's the story there yeah, big big win, uh, big um, final last weekend. I think the most surprising thing was I think um, this uh, the going to a replay. Um, I think every game was supposed to be an extra time, which kind of surprised me at the end of the game. But yeah, Crush a lot and Kings Court Stars uh, played out an absolute cracker of a game. I think it's something that I think it bodes well for the county going forward. And I know they've been knocking on the door for a couple of years to try and kind of get back to the top table of football and I think this will kind of sh- showcase their standard and I think Mickey Graham who was doing the comment or the analysis for uh, for the RT will be delighted with what he saw and you know they're two it was a unique pair in King's Court and Crush Law they haven't um, been around the, the tail end of the senior football championship in recent years and um, it was a draw in the end as I mentioned 2-12 to 2-12 and I think you know it was a it was a great game I think it was a great game because there was two teams who just kind of threw caution to the wind and really kind of went at it. And, you know, you had brilliant defending, you had brilliant uh, point scoring, you know, just like with King's Court, quite similar to Barry Munn. King's Court had their own Dean Rock in Barry Riley and in in what he was able to do from both the freeze and open play. Porrick Faulkner did, did it with brilliantly as well. And and obviously the, one of the standouts as well was at, at the end there, Crosserlock, Mark Stewart, with un, unreal hearts. And it's something I think... You know the the next best thing from would be to crack to score the winner for kind of the, for the club and in a championship. But yeah, I think both teams would be quite happy to get a second crack at it. I think they did some things uh, right and they did some things wrong, and I think the, um, it'll be it should, really should be a, a cracking game the next day again. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, uh, Connor, uh, Cora Finn have been beaten in, in Galway. Um, so 49 games unbeaten. I think it's their first first defeat uh, in Galway since 2012. Um, I mean, full credit to Mount Bellew for getting the win, but uh, how big of a surprise was this for two? Well, I suppose, <laughs> I think it was last year that uh, Mount Bellew, the same team, had... had, had um, were quite unlucky actually against Corfin. Well, I don't know if it was in the Galway final or semi-final, but um, it probably wasn't wasn't maybe necessarily a huge surprise to them. But obviously, um, you know, Corfin have been have been around the block a few times over the last few years, and you know, very worthy kind of All Ireland champions. So um, there's probably not too many outside of Mount Belly would have um, you know would have had them down to win. So um, no, um, it's great, good, good to see a, a a new team in there. I think even just alongside the likes of. Adirne winning in, in, in Fermanagh as well. It's 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 great to see kind of new teams come up and and, and, and see what it means to them really to, to pick up these titles for the first time, you know, in, in a long time. Um so yeah, um again I'm sure Mount Bellew if if they get over Cardiff in they would love a crack at the at the Connacht Championship and, and ultimately all Ireland as well, which which they'll not get to do. But um, you know, full credit to them. Any team that beats Cardiff in is is, is 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 worth their county title. Yeah. I think another just um, when you're talking about kind of big shocks or big wins over the weekend, I think one of the other games that caught my eye uh, for a second, just to put, uh, pay credit to them, was over stateside in New York, um, in the New York Senior Football Championship in a replay. St. Barnabas uh, GA won their first ever county title. But the most unique thing about them, which I found rem- quite remarkable, is that their whole team, 1 to 15, complete US born. Not an Irish lad there. Now, for a lot of lads listening, oh, they'll be uh, they'll know what the New York GA scene is like. A lot of Irish lads go over there for the summer. So, I think for an, a team of purely new uh, US born players, it's quite a remarkable achievement. Yeah, and I suppose a lot of that lends to you know nobody can travel out there at the minute, so it's probably a very different New York Championship landscape. Well, I think yeah, but that too. But I think which is, which is you know which is a good thing as well, I suppose for the for the for those fellows who are obviously winning their first championship. Yeah, absolutely. And no, well, like I think you know they played a Sligo team that had um, Johnny Glynn, obviously uh, who oh, yeah, ball with hurler and I think uh, uh, Cook, Peter Cook, 
Vinny Cadden as well, a couple of intercounty names. So, yeah, no, but equally, yeah, you're you're dead right. I think only for the current situation, they mightn't have been afforded the opportunity to get as far as they as they have. But I think all credit to them, and hopefully we'll get to see them over in Ireland playing for it, playing a game. And it's it's good to see the game spreading so wide and so far. And fully full credit to them. Congratulations. Um. Yeah. No. Um. It's it is. Um. It's just. It's. I think it's just this year is just seeing these kind of stories of different teams winning championships, not only in Ireland but seemingly as well. So no, it is definitely great to see. Um. Did yeah, you? I think Connor. Even is it? Is it? Is there anything down to you know the year that we're having? And it's, obviously, it's not. It's not your your standard year. Like I mean, obviously, like with Dungannon winning Tyrone and. Mount Bellew we just talked about and some Barnabas over in New York and Adarney, you know, displacing you know the the big powers as such. Do you think is there anything to do with with the fact that you know things are a little bit off kilter this year in terms of scheduling and, and in terms of all it's not you know, Corfin maybe wouldn't have had the you know the same run up to um you know a county championship as they would have any other year? Do you think would that have anything to do with it? I, I do think that there is something in the shorter condensed season, you know, and you consider these teams who who possibly would be losing players during the summer, fellas going travelling, things like that, who, you know, can't do it this year. And and then on the flip side of that, those those players who do that, the flip side of being the older players who are maybe 39 or there was a number of them at the weekend there claiming um, their first titles as well. Um you know who are you know late thirties, early forties who are who are involved in teams because because of the condensed season they're thinking yeah sure it's only you know it's like six weeks you know I can I can give that time for six weeks as well which has led to squads looking probably very different than what they would any other year really so I think there's definitely something in that as well and look you've got to take advantage like St Barnabas in New York you've got to go for it you know whenever you can like this is an opportunity to win a championship you they don't. Look at Dungannon, you know, they don't come around very often. You look at uh, Derny and Fermanagh as well. So these here um, clubs winning these titles whenever they can, is, I, I think, is, is really important. And here, whatever way they comes, they'll be the 2020 champions, and that's all that matters. To, to, yeah, to your point there, and interested to get your thoughts on this, both you, when we say, yeah, how the season has been kind of turned on its head, but the fact that county lads and as such probably the top lads in clubs, and especially with the smaller clubs, do we think that's had a big effect? In By that I mean, you know, we talked back to Bally Munn's point about them coming in um, and a bit tired and a bit kind of lethargic. Uh, and so the smaller clubs who have less resources, so I'm thinking about the likes of Dungannon, having their top players all the time there, would, would you, do we think that's had a big effect? I don't know. I mean, I think I think Dungannon Thrones a bit of a, a bit of a strange one, you know, because I would have expected personally that the teams that you know that are more heavily reliant on county players um, would w- would do better out of it. And you know, Dungannon don't have anyone that that's on the on the throne panel uh, or whatever. So, um, and then you just obviously look at the other hand, you know, where Ballymun Ballymun obviously won at the weekend, and 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 they're filled with Dublin lads. So that's the way that I would have thought that it would have gone and in the sense that, you know, the county fellas are not off the back of that, you know, long inter-county kind of season, that slog, and they're able to give their, you know, their full efforts, you know, both physically and mentally towards towards the club. Um, but, yeah, there's obviously, you know, a couple of a couple of, of outliers there in, in, in the sense that, um, you know, that hasn't been the case. So, I mean, it's, it's anybody's guess, really, to be honest. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I do, I do, I do, I do really believe that it is that kind of because you look at say Ballymun, where you know they have a number of county county players who are not only do they have inner county players, but they have players who are always involved to the end of September or whatever the All Ireland finals um, would tend to be now um, every year. You know, so they, they I think it kind of, I think it definitely does lend itself to that. Speaking of the county players, did you, um, did you just get to? Did you see David Clifford's goal at the weekend? Um, no, we did not actually, but I did see the headlines. Uh, <laughs> when I get it up here, you um, need to go do yourself a favour, Pearson, and then go and have a look. It was absolutely outrageous stuff. Um, actually, the, the fella is just an absolute freak of nature, really. Like, and, and, and how good he is, like, and to, to even attempt something, something like he did with with his well, 
I know uh, a few of the fellas uh, were, were giving me stick during the week there for, for saying it was on his weaker foot because he doesn't... He <laughs> doesn't really have one. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, the less strong of, of his two feet. And it just, you know, to have that in his head, that really, that's what he was going to do. Um, you know, the keeper and the defender really hadn't hadn't got a chance. Like, you know, he, 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 had, he had put the ball to the net before anyone else would have even thought of that's the thing to do at that point. So... Um, oh yeah, it was it was, it was absolutely incredible, incredible goal. That's the difference though at that level. It's that speed of thought, you know, to think I'll turn and hit this for you know I'll hit this you know early so the keeper doesn't even you know keeper wasn't able even to move you know like it was uh, it was outstanding and yeah it's on his on his right foot I suppose rather than on his weaker foot but uh, yeah it's uh, I mean it's absolutely outstanding um, um, and good. Oh, wow, to see it here. Just just watch the Pierce. We're seeing it there. Holy Could God. Have done one of those, <laughs> do one of those live reaction videos. You see, you yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, another. <laughs> Sorry, kind of gone. Yeah, no, it's just like here. That's exactly, that's exactly what we're looking for. No, it's, um, but it just, it just shows you the, you know, he, he is something, someone that will no doubt talk talk a lot about in the next couple of months anyway. But um, I think you know another Kerry County title for him as well. Um, as part of the well, part of East Kerry. Um, it's I don't know I don't know what's what's the thoughts in the just why we're on it about the these the amalgamated teams in Kerry. I know a number of counties have tried it out before. Um, it's not really. It's more something you'd see in Kerry and Cork and that as well, but not really any. I don't know. What was your thoughts on that, there, Connor? I, I don't know. It, it just it, it's it's such a foreign concept, you know. Particularly, you know, obviously we're as far away from uh, down that part of the the country as 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 we could possibly be up here, and it's just something that is just, you know, completely out of the realms of 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 our thinking um you know to, to join together with 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 other teams you know and i, I don't know I, I just i think it would be awfully strange having the you know one week having to go out and, and play against a fella um and you know beating the ribs off him with, with with tackles and stuff and then the next week having to go out and and you know and play alongside him like you know as, as if you're all big one club but i don't know um i mean it's not something that I haven't spoken to people from down there. Like you know, it's 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 obviously just something that that has been going on for 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 years and years now, and they don't really. It's it's part of the way that they do football down there, and it's you know it's they don't they don't see it as weird at all. But for me, it's yeah. a bit of a strange one. Yeah, Pierce. What about you? Um, is, is, I suppose it's something that's never really had ever been tried out in Dublin before. So, um, but yeah, I suppose that's that's two in a row for East Kerry. Yeah, I just was just taking a moment there to think, like, you know, go back to, to to the county final, like, I was thinking there, like, where my club that I played with growing up, the nearest clubs are Ballyboden and Kilmockle Croaks, and if, by chance, you know, the county board decided to bring it in and they said, right, we're teaming up with Ballyboden and Kilmockle Croaks, no disrespecting them, but I just, I couldn't imagine it working, because... You know, as as you mentioned there, Connor, like it's a foreign concept because I think, you know, obviously we're all friends off the field and great respect and all that. But yeah, just I couldn't imagine doing that. And, you know, maybe there's a sense now in Kerry where they say, well, they do it for the county, so why not do it for the regions and improves competition and all that. And I think there's probably, it, it has a place in counties and competitions perhaps where there's less numbers and maybe you know as you go down the grades when you get down to juniors and intermediates so fellas get games and play the game I think it probably has a place there but in terms of senior football especially at the highest level uh, could we see Michael Darren McCauley teaming up with Keno Sullivan you know at club, at club level <laughs> at club level yeah, yeah. Well, obviously I'd do it <laughs> I'd do it at club level I'd say I'd be I'd be quite confident in speaking for them and saying yeah. if I said that to them they'd be quite confident I'd be quite confident in them saying absolutely no way yeah I suppose it's just one of those things that yeah these you know they've just grown up with it and yeah and that so it's just something that's ingrained in them um elsewhere then I suppose the other highlights were uh, in the Hurland Ballyhale 
Hammer and Dixborough, five nineteen to one ten and that in the Kilkenny Hurling final, that's three in a row for them. Again, another uh another looking for the All Ireland to be played so they can add to their All Ireland titles there too. Um Glen Rovers uh, are through the Cork Hurling final and they're gonna take on um uh, Blackrock, which is a bit of a uh, novelty there because Black Rock has been a while since they've uh, won a court title there too um, but I suppose the other thing then Connor was about from, from Derry so Derry are just a couple well one round behind the, the teams that were just played at the weekend there so they had the semi-finals uh, were played uh, Slocknail comfortably beating Ballon Derry um, 315-1-5 and Maherfelt who won last year's title got over the loop by a point 14 points to 110 Um Finals this weekend, Slocknail against Marfelt and Balahi. Um, and weirdly enough, it is Slocknail's first Derry final since 2017. Yeah, um, I think you know we talked before maybe about uh, the Trone Championship and, and, and how competitive it is. But you know, I think even just in terms of of, of, of standards um, and, and how competitive the Derry Championship is, it, it, it maybe even brings that to a whole new level. Um, you know, the, it's it's always been been said, obviously that. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of the uh, the dairy clubs kind of and, and their top players prefer to play, you know, for their clubs rather than the county setup, particularly over the last few years, um, and that really comes out in 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 the dairy senior championship, um, especially the last few years. Obviously, you know, you've had some really good teams coming coming through and winning it. Um, obviously from Slot Neil back in, in 2017 through to um Coleraine won a, a couple of years ago with a really really good team um and Maharfelt obviously um came through to win it last year um and they're back in the final now obviously so um yeah I think you know it'll be a really 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 good game actually between Slotnay and, and Maharfelt um Maharfelt just kind of just did what they do at the minute now and just just got over the line against their against their close neighbours the loop on at the weekend there and um yeah I think Slot Neil, um, were, were you know comfortable runners over Ballandary. I think it was quite disappointed. I thought Ballandary would have would have um put up a bit a bit of a better show, but um, I think the Slot Neil got a goal early doors and and, and just kind of were able to to keep Ballandary at arm's length just for the remainder of the game. So um, yeah, uh, Slot Neil and Marfeld will be it'll be a great game. Um, two teams that that know how to win championships over the last couple of years. Um. And yeah, um, it, it it should be a really really close affair. Pierce, is there? We know how dangerous Slocknail are. Is there anything more dangerous than a Slocknail that's hungry for a championship? Oh, look, you they're know, not winning one for a couple of years. Ah, look, yeah, absolutely. And the, the obvious one is we saw last week, uh, last week with Buddy Mond, you know, and uh, Slocknail are a team that are just like live, breed, and eat GA, and yeah, uh, I think with. Speaking to Car before about it on on this podcast, you know, we, we know all about how mad they are for it up there, and but I think it it promised to be a cracking game because I think it's as we've seen, it's not always the big dog who wins these, and Cara Finn will attest to that last weekend. So, like I think in terms of Mara Felt, and it's from all accounts, from what I'm reading and seeing from them, their team that kind of pride themselves on holding their nerve, building up leads driving at home and getting the job done. And I think it's something that was that could stand to them. When you're facing a team that is probably a bigger name, and going back to what I mentioned about the Ballyboden and, and the Ballybunnen, it's about how 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 well you wear that jersey. Like, how heavy does it does it go on you? You know, like, someone like Stock Neil, yeah, it's the first final. Or, is it first final or first, or would it be going with their first win since 2017? I don't so the first first final since twenty seventeen. First final, like it's something that I think that brings its own pressures. Whereas Mara felt are probably going to look into it and say, "Look, you know, we're in bonus territory. It was stock nail. The pressure is completely on them, and that has been seen right throughout the country again." So yeah, I think it's it's an interesting battle. It's an interesting pairing. So you know, hopefully, hopefully for the neutral, the the football is uh, lives up to it. Connor, for you, would there be would there, would that would there be that pressure on Maherfeld? You know, they won the title last year. It was the first since '78. Um, they won it narrowly um, against Glen, and then, you know, and we keep talking about provincial championships, but they got knocked out by Kilku last year in the quarterfinal. There, obviously, I think winning the Derry Championship last year for them was the, you know, 
they, it was um, that was the the big goal for them that that, that year. Is 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 there pressure on Maherfelt this weekend to perform to show that they can they can back to back, or is it more like kind of what Pierce is saying there, where it's luck nail or a couple of years without final, never mind a championship? It's hard to know. I mean, I think um, I think you know any team really going into a final, um, regardless of whether you won it the year before or you've. You know, you're you're coming back. It's not as if you're coming up against a a young team, and I, I would guess that there'll be no really strong favourites here in terms of the the odds at the, at the bookies this weekend. It'll, it'll be fairly evenly matched. So, um, I don't think anyone will be you know really really tipping Marfelt heavily. Um, you know, coming against a, a team as experienced as Slotnil. Um. Yeah, I think that's what that, that's what makes for for a cracking game. Like, I mean, Maharfeld have a really good young, um, really fit squad. Um, you know, I would I would highly doubt that they're they're lacking in any sort of hunger or, or desire to win this this game at the weekend, regardless of whether there's any All Star club uh, to come afterwards. Um, you know, really really good kind of um, backline with with some really. Good score, score taken half backs like of, of Connor Kearns and, and Fergal Duffin, um, and obviously Kenny Lamb McGuckin would be would 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 be a, a big player for him as well. I think at the weekend he was he was kind of coming in and out of full forward with swapping with, with Shane Hebron, um, and yeah, um, like yeah, I, I really wouldn't imagine there would be, be any lack of, of hunger or desire there. I mean, said that said, uh, you know, Slot Neil are. Will probably be disappointed that they haven't been able to make it back into a final in the last couple of years, and and they'll obviously be be very keen to to get one over on them. But um, yeah, I think it makes for a cracking game. Um, and then just for for yeah, like I suppose for a team like they're looking at this as an opportunity to you know they won the hurling. They're they're looking. At this as an opportunity. I think the Camogues maybe drew, and it's going to replay there. So they're probably looking at this being, you know, for them, proud club who's just, just, uh, getting the success and getting the medals and the and the championship wins under their belt. You know, while they can, and I suppose similar to uh, to Ballymun we mentioned before. You know, winning whenever they have this special group of players there is is key for them. Um, so I think looking at the game, I think some of the football that they played um, against uh, Ballanderi, who they got off on the right foot against Ballanderi, getting an early goal and all. But I feel like for Slough Neil Pierce, this here is an opportunity to, okay, it is a strange season in what 2020 has been. But for them to be able to kind of put a line under that and say, right, we're back to where we need to go. And it's no doubt. Look, Slough Neil want to win all Ireland titles, you know, and that's where they want to be. They want to be challenging for all Ireland titles, but they can't do that unless they win Derry. So I think for them to win Derry this year, and even if they can't progress to all Ireland after that, at least it's kind of got that monkey off their back. So then they go into next season. Okay, you ask any Slough Neil men, they'll be saying they'll be focusing on Derry again next year. But yes, to get that kind of get that monkey off their back, I suppose, and build from there. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and it's. you hit the nail on the head there. Like it's, I think for Stock Neil, they'll be looking at this as look, winning is a habit. Winning is something that you you got to do every time, every every game you go and play. They need to go out and win to build it back up because, as you mentioned, they'll be thinking of themselves as all Ireland contenders, not just county contenders. And yeah, kind of bring it back to my point to what I mentioned earlier. Something similar kind of happens with Buddy Bowden, I think, and why I think the pressure kind of might have gotten to them because they're looking at it, they see themselves as uh, as, as All-Ireland contenders and they'll be looking at the game maybe, not that I think they'll be taking Maher felt any, they'll be thinking any easier, any worse or taking, taking the challenge lightly. I think they'll go into it fully knowing what they're doing and what they what they need to do and taking, taking it as seriously as possible. But with that also comes a level of pressure that, I think that they mightn't have been used to before. And I think the name, Stock Neil, it's up there with your Cross McGlens, with your Cara Fans, Nemo's, <clears throat> you know, Bally Bowles, Kim McCoods, right around, right, Argyll Kieran's, right around the country, where the club teams that everybody knows, everybody can recognise what they've achieved and what they've done. So, yeah, it's going to be a cracking game for sure. Any any predictions, Connor, from your end? Um, how you how you see this um, playing out? I think uh, I'm actually on a bit of a roll. 
this, this last couple of weeks I've called uh, <laughs> fairly, fairly well now. Um, Pearsall has that as well. Um, called, <laughs> I called Dungannon and then I called uh, Ballymun as well. So um, I'm actually going to go. I, I don't know what the, what the odds are at the bookies now. I haven't checked, but I, I would probably, I would maybe hazard a guess and say Scott Neil are slight favourites. Um, and I'm going to go with the underdog again. I think I think Mara felt um, know how to get through tight games. Um, they come under a lot of pressure at the weekend from from the loop. And you know, Mara felt a, a, a big, you know, a fairly big town team. The loop is there. You know, are there? You know, small kind of village next door neighbours. Um, they would have been feeling a lot of pressure, and even in that game, you know, at semi final stage, um, you know, a very very close game. Um, you know, and, and if they were going to feel that pressure, I think you know they, they could have they could have folded, you know, at, at that stage. So I think even you know, despite Slot Neil's kind of uh, experience, I suppose I think Marhafat might just have the, the legs on them. Um, and yeah, just the experience of having won it last year as well might might stand the the Marfald as well. So yeah, I think maybe Marhafat by by a couple of points, maybe. Well, there's actually yeah. Just uh, you saying about the odds there. Uh, Slock Neil are heavy favourites. They're eleven to four on. Right. Well, uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought that now. But um, yeah, I'll definitely. I might have to have a bit of a punt on on Marafelt because uh, I had a few quid on Dungallon that that day at three to one. So I think I might pack, pack myself again. <laughs> well, here, Connor. You know, as I say, the good players can do two in a row, but it's the great players that can do three. So let's see how that shapes <laughs> up for you at the weekend. Then, um, Pierce. Just looking ahead, then um, we've got uh, we've got the dairy final. Uh, we've got the dairy final coming up at the weekend. It's coming to the end of the club season, which is uh, strange to say, but we're gonna we're gonna be looking ahead then to all Ireland uh, championships after that. There, um, just just wondering your thoughts then on the club season as a whole, the how it's shaped. Up. Yeah. It's like um, a long time ago since, for example, Shell Milliers won the Wexford hurling title. So um, just even your thoughts on how this season has kind of played out and, yeah, the, the, the drama that's come from it, I suppose. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's been it's been quite a weird experience in the sense that, you know, it started lockdown when the games were being cancelled left, right and centre and people were talking about no sport in 2020. Whenever it's come back. I think the club scene has taken on a bit of a new lease of life um, with people getting on board and new teams winning. Team fellas being there from the start. The, the structure of the season being a little bit different. And I think it's shown probably a way out for the club season because, you know, as we talked about last week and it's the perennial conversation, how do we make the season better for the club player? And I think it's probably sh- uh, showed the way for it. And it's something that I think is probably something that the GA will have to look at seriously. And in a way, they probably accidentally fell on it, on their solution. So, yeah, I think it's been a great club season, great club championships. And I think the big thing for me is hopefully going forward and hopefully Orti keeps showing the games. TG Garrett do a wonderful job as well. I hope they keep showing the games. But I would love to see... I know I've heard Declan Bennett from Orti talking about, different, about this again before that... They don't have the resources to do it, but something like maybe a centralised zone where you could watch all these games because there is an awful lot of quality games going on right throughout the country. In but the hurling, when the hurling game was, uh, in Cork last weekend, um, Black Rock beating uh, UCC, I think it was like three twenty six to thirty three points, unreal scoring. Like there's big stories that are happening right throughout the country, and I think it'd be great if there was some some sort of centralised zone where you could dip in and if you wanted to watch Slough Neil and Maha Rafael up in Derry or if you wanted to watch Ballymun or if you wanted to watch Shane Maliers or Kildangan or, and, and watch them back as well because like these these it's only doing wonders with the GA and it's it's it'd be great to have them more widely available. Yeah, with um, and I suppose the the club streams, I suppose, is a big thing that's came out of it this year. But um, having that kind of, yeah, I suppose, and I suppose it does come down to the resources and all to provide that. Well, Connor, what about you then? Just in terms of how this season is, how it shaped up in the end. Like, is there anything kind of, is there anything kind of out of it that you could see that could be brought forward? Um, I read um, 
was reading about uh, Cahar O'Kane's uh, in the Irish News there a couple of weeks ago. You know, we were saying about almost the simplicity of the season has kind of lent itself to it. You know, not wasting time and meetings and things like that there is probably a positive come out of it. Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, I think just to back up what, what Pierce was saying there, like, it's it's just been... It's been a great few months, really. Like you know, in terms of you know, advertised in terms of an advertisement for the for for the club game, some fantastic stories coming out of 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 all the different counties. Like you know, people you know teams winning it for for the first time in, in whatever many many years, kind of dethroning the the big champions who have won it several times in a row, and um you know. It's 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 great to see that and well this, this it might have been a strange season it's not it's not just your, your average season um I think given given the club game the the attention it deserves whether that be um you know through the media or or, or just by 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 simple kind of schedule um it it it, it really has such an important place in 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 our games and hopefully that that will. Provide a bit of a spark for, for the GA to kind of to you know to invest the time and resources or whatever it is to to change the schedule and and, and make sure we can see as many of these games as possible. Um, but yeah, I think you know we talked about it before. You know, when people will be talking about it for months and weeks and years in advance you know, until they change things, is that there needs to be some sort of a split season. Uh, you know, where you know county and, and club can kind of become two separate um entities and, and as such o- over the years so i think that's that's probably the big thing that, that has come out of the the championship over, over the last couple of months that we've seen um but yeah i've just i've just really, really enjoyed it just being able to see probably more games than what i what i ever would have um albeit very few in in in, in person but um yeah it's just been it's, i think it's been been a brilliant advertisement this last few months yeah, so that's great. Okay, well, sure, we'll leave it there anyway. Connor and Pierce, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening, and uh, we'll speak to you next time. Cheers.